In my very first episode, I talked about how it took me so long to get started on a podcast because I didn't know where to start and I was getting in my own way. Well, I don't want y'all to end up like me and wait two plus years to get started on your dreams. So do yourself a favor and download the Anchor app. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right there on your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So they literally do all the hard work for you. But the best part is that you can get paid with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's your girl Majine, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism. We're going to go ahead and get started on our guided meditation. We're just going to hop right into it. I know usually I encourage you to decide if you want to sit or lay down, whatever's most comfortable for you. But for this meditation, I'm going to ask that you sit with your sh- with a straight back. Your head held erect on your neck and shoulders and allow your shoulders to fully relax while placing your hands on your knees. I now want you to close your eyes and bring your attention to the flow of your breathing. Feeling each in-breath and each out-breath, just observing your breathing without trying to change it or regulate it in any way, allowing your body to be still and sitting with a sense of dignity, a sense of resolve, a sense of being complete, whole in this very moment with your posture reflecting this sense of wholeness. As you sit here, Picture in your mind's eye as best you can the most beautiful mountain that you know or have seen or can imagine. Just holding the image and feeling of this mountain in your mind's eye, letting it gradually come into greater focus. Observe its overall shape, its lofty peak high in the sky, the large base rooted in the rock of the earth's crust, its steep or gentle sloping sides. Notice how massive it is, how solid, how unmoving, how beautiful both from afar and up close. Maybe the mountain you're thinking of has snow at the top and trees in the lower slopes. Maybe it has one prominent peak, maybe a series of peaks or a high plateau. Whatever its shape or appearance, just sitting and breathing with the image of this mountain. Observe it, notice its qualities, and when you feel ready, see if you can bring the mountain into your own body so that the body sitting here and the mountain in your mind's eye becomes one. 
So as you sit here, you share in the massiveness and the stillness and the majesty of the mountain. You become the mountain, rooted in a sitting posture. Your head becomes the lofty peak, supported by the rest of the body. Your shoulders and your arms, the sides of the mountain. Your buttocks and legs, the solid base rooted to your chair. Experiencing in your body a sense of uplift from deep within your pelvis and spine. With each breath, as you continue sitting, becoming a little more a breathing mountain. Unwavering in your stillness, completely what you are, beyond words and thoughts. A centered, rooted, unmoving presence. Now, as you sit here, becoming aware of the fact that as the sun travels across the sky, the light and shadows and colors are changing virtually moment by moment. Night follows day and day follows night. A canopy of stars, the moon, then the sun. Through it all, the mountain just sits, experiencing a change in each moment. Constantly changing, yet always just being itself, it remains still as the seasons flow into one another and as the weather changes moment by moment and day by day. Calmness abiding all change. In summer, there's no snow on the mountain except perhaps for the very peaks. In fall, the mountain may wear a coat of brilliant fire colors. In winter, a blanket of snow and ice. In any season, it may find itself at times enshrouded in clouds or fog or pelted by freezing rain. People may come to see the mountain and comment on how beautiful it is or on how it's not a good day to see the mountain. None of this matters to the mountain which remains at all times its essential self. Clouds may come and clouds may go. The mountain's magnificence and beauty are not changed one bit by the way people see it or not, or by the weather. Seen or unseen, in sun or clouds, boiling or frigid, day or night, it just sits, being itself. At times, visited by violent storms, buffeted by snow and rain and winds of unthinkable magnitude, through it all, the mountain continues to sit unmoved by the weather, by what happens on the surface, by the world of appearances. And in the same way, as we sit in meditation, we can learn to experience the mountain. We can embody the same unwavering stillness and rootedness in the face of everything that changes in our own lives over seconds, over hours, over years. In our lives and in our meditation practice, we constantly experience the changing nature of mind and body and of the outer world. We have our own periods of light and darkness, our moments of color and our moments of drabness. Certainly, we experience storms of varying intensity and violence in the outer world and in our own minds and bodies. We endure periods of darkness and pain, as well as the moments of joy, even our appearance changes constantly, experiencing a weather of its own. 
By becoming the mountain in our meditation practice, we can link up with its strength and stability and adopt it for our own. We can use its energies to support our energy to encounter each moment with mindfulness and equanimity and clarity. It may help us to see that our thoughts and feelings, our preoccupations, our emotional storms and crisis, even the things that happen to us are very much like the weather on the mountain. We tend to take it all personally, but its strongest characteristic is impersonal. The weather of our own lives is not to be ignored or denied. It is to be encountered, honored, felt, known for what it is, and held in awareness. And in holding it in this way, we come to know a deeper silence and stillness and wisdom. Mountains have this to teach us and much more if we can come to listen. When you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes and return your focus back to your room. Thank you for doing this with me. Now let's get on with the episode. (laughs) Or to the episode. Hello again, my babies. Just to remind you, it is Majine, aka Mama Maj. You're listening to Mama Majism. We're going to go ahead and get right into the episode. Today, I am going to be talking about something that I am super, super guilty of and I'm trying to do better. Um, let me just preface by saying I am a hoarder. I'm a hoarder, a thousand percent. You take me anywhere. I'll pick it up, I'll buy it, especially if it's cheap and or free. I will take it just because it's free. And then I'll just throw it in my room, literally throw it. And um, then it'll become a part of the mess that is my room. Um, And so (laughs) with all that being said, I have a problem and I've been working at it, um, especially in my bout of depression these past few months. Um, I had slowly been um, getting back my energy and my appetite and one of the ways that helped me to kind of get out of the funk that is depression was to clean because one of the one of the great ways to kind of get yourself in the right mindset is to clean the space around you whether it be mentally or physically because if you're in a chaotic feeling environment it's just going to make you feel that much more chaotic so Um, Getting everything squared away, cleaned up, organized, definitely helps put you on the right track to um, coming out on top and on the other side. And so um, the past few months I have been slowly, I've been taking my time, okay? I have slowly been kind of decluttering, um, throwing away things that I haven't worn in six plus months. Um, I have a really bad habit of keeping things that no longer fit me because once I lose weight or um, once I tone up or whatever the case may be, I'll be able to fit it again. And it's like, yeah, that's a possibility. But it's also been sitting in my closet for a solid four or five years. And so um, I think it's best to just give up hope, not even give up hope, but just give up the idea that my body will, be, will go back to the size that it once was. Um, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But 
Um, I am older than I was five years ago, <laughs> obviously, right? <laughs> um, but with that being said, now that I am older and I am becoming more of an adult, I still don't believe I'm, I'm an official adult, but um, since I am grown now, I'm not going to have the body that I had five plus years ago because I wasn't grown then. I got hips, I got, you know, I mean, I always had thighs, but like, you know, I'm, I'm coming into my womanly physique. And so holding on to these clothes that aren't, um, they're not hip friendly or like thigh friendly. It just doesn't make sense to hold on to. So donating them. Um, so I threw out a lot of clothes, threw out a lot of, um, knickknacks that, I don't use, don't even look at, but I just keep because in my mind, I'm like, I never know when I'll need this. Never. The answer is never. But in my head, the answer is possibly someday in the future, maybe, you know? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, really, really trying to unlearn this whole keeping things. And I'm sure that there is some psychological reason for me doing what I do. Haven't unpacked that yet with my therapist, but, um, stay tuned because I'm sure that I will and I will let you all know but for the moment I just know that I have a really bad habit of holding on to things that I don't need to hold on to any longer and so um I recently listened to an episode of Why Won't You Date Me which I have mentioned this podcast numerous times on this podcast and it is one of my absolute favorites um and, you know, I swear I'll be getting gems and it's, it's a right on time message too. But, um, in this particular episode, she was talking with her guest about how, um, she reached out to an ex to see if he would be on her, um, podcast episode, because again, the show is called, why won't you date me? Where she, sometimes she interviews her friends. Sometimes she interviews past lovers. Sometimes she just interviews people, um, celebrities or whatever in her field of work and she kind of just talks to them about um relationships her relationships her journey using these um dating websites and um you know ultimately ends the ends the episode with asking them if they were single or um in another universe or whatever the case may be would you date me and if if so or if not why why or why not right so she reached out to her ex to see if he would be on the show and he's like sounds fucking horrible no <laughs> and she's like okay great um but she was also kind of trying to bait him into admitting that at one point um in their relationship that he had feelings for her because I guess his feelings were a bit unclear throughout their situationship or whatever um which she knew she what she was doing um but you know end of the conversation um at first he wasn't saying it and so she was like okay this isn't this isn't um, yielding the results that I want. I don't like how this feels. And then when he did kind of basically say like, hey, you know, I did like you at some point. She was like, mm, okay, this doesn't make me feel great either. Like whatever I thought I was looking for, I didn't get. And um, reaching out to him didn't serve me in any way, shape or form. And so she decided to delete his number, had a mental breakdown about it. But a couple days later, she feels great about it. So she went into her... Um, into her phone and deleted all the numbers of the past lovers that she'd been with who there's literally no purpose for her to have them um in her phone any longer or their text message threads um all that stuff she deleted it's no longer in her phone and it's no longer holding her back um because she believes that this year 2020 she's gonna find her man she's gonna find the one for her and so she wanted to make sure she cleaned out her love palace um these are her words so um as I was listening to this episode I was just like wow 
for starters, I have 167 unread text messages in my phone currently. Um, I don't know. I think the notification makes me feel important. So I keep, um, so I don't tap on the uh, messages that I haven't read, even though I have read them because I screen them. If you don't know, if you have an iPhone, um, all you have to do is press and hold on the text box or the um, text message thread and it kind of opens up a little preview so you're able to read in full whatever the um, text message that they sent you without having to actually click on the box and it telling you it telling them that you've read their message so I do that with most of my texts mainly I do it um, not because I'm trying to be sneaky or make it seem like I didn't get the text or whatever because obviously after a while you know that I received it, I just didn't respond but for me I have this really bad habit of um, if I'm at work or something, I'll see that someone texted me. So I'll read the preview to see if it's something important that I need to respond to right then and there. And if not, I'll leave it unopened so that when I do have a chance to get back to my phone and respond to the message, I'll remember because it's an unread message still there and the notification is still there for me to look at. Once I click on that text and that unread thing goes away and I don't respond, I'm not responding because I forgot. Like it's that it's either I respond right then and there or I screen your text and wait until I'm ready. Um, and so I've been doing this for years. And not only do I have 167 unread messages, I also have a lot of text message threads that have been read that are still sitting here in my text message portion of my phone that haven't been looked at, haven't been touched, haven't been seen, but I keep them for the strange reason uh, and strange satisfaction of just knowing that they're there. Knowing that if I ever have a moment of like, I don't know, missing someone, I can just go to the text thread and read it. This has actually realistically only happened maybe twice in my life where I've actually gone back and read uh, text message threads between myself and someone else if I was missing them or if I knew I couldn't reach out to them any longer, but I still had this, this little semblance of them in my phone that I can go back to and relive uh, the moments when things were great. A um, couple things wrong with that. For one, it kind of, it keeps you where you are. Um, whether you realize it or not, and it could be a really small setback or a really big one, really depending on the type of person that you're trying to, um, keep messages on, um, versus, uh, the growth or the healing that you're trying to work on, um, and do. And so, uh, it keeps you where you are because if you're going back to these messages where you're reading, um, on how things used to be, you are just stuck in this loop of nostalgia where you're just going back and thinking about the times when things were great. Uh, but guess what? Reality is that's not how things are anymore. And so you have to move forward. You have to move on. Um, and it sucks. And of course, it's easier said than done. But you have to start somewhere. And I think um, not looking at the text message thread is a good first step. Um, I think the only exceptions to this, because I've had a few people unfortunately pass um, whose text message threads that I still have. And so sometimes I'll go back and I'll read those, uh, just because it makes me feel good. And if I miss them, I can still kind of read what they said and, and still have that sense of feeling like they're still with me. Um, I think that that's a healthy thing to do, of course. So, um, but this is mainly a talk about people who are alive and well, um, who have maybe wronged you, who maybe don't serve you in a way that they need to serve you and you need to let them go. Uh, this is this is for those people in your phone um, and so yeah there are uh, text message threads that I have from old friends who I'm not close with anymore um, but I don't even read the text message thread so I don't even know why I still have it in my phone but basically what I'm trying to say is 
you have to start cutting ties with your past in terms of stop holding on to things that used to be because um, newsflash, it's never going to be like that again. (laughs) And it sounds cryptic as hell, but I just mean we can try and recreate the feelings. We can try and recreate the memories and the moments that we had with these people, but it's never going to be the same as that first moment. And so you can have that, you can hold it, you can memorialize it if you want, but I don't think it serves you if you go back and try and relive that moment in your head as if it's your favorite movie playing on a loop on TV or something. It's just, I don't think it's conducive to anybody's growth if you do that. So um, for me, I haven't done it yet. I'm not going to lie. But as soon as I'm done recording this episode, I am going to go into my phone and delete everything. Um, Delete messages that literally don't serve me. Uh, messages that I know I'm not going to go back and read, even if just this, the idea that it's there for me to read is like, makes me feel good. I'm still going to make sure I delete them. Um, I'm going to delete the phone numbers of people who I don't talk to anymore. That's, um, on a romantic level and on just a friendship or an acquaintance level. Um, I feel like I do have a lot of memory on my phone, but I don't want to waste that space on people who I literally do not talk to um, anymore. I already have a good habit of not um, saving numbers. I only save the numbers of people I talk to on a regular basis because that's the only thing that makes sense. And I keep the text message thread of the people who I don't save so that I know who I'm talking to. Uh, And that's just to be nice because I hate being that person who's like, who's this? Uh, when someone texts me all all friendly and familiar (laughs) and I always feel like an asshole if I do that but I mean let's be real I'm not gonna save your number if we don't talk so that's just what it is um but I'm really excited for this because I think that this is this is really huge for me I have messages saved from like 2012 just because I'm I have a really bad habit of holding on to things um because I miss them or because I wish that things were how they were back then Um, And I don't, and I'm not 100% good at letting go of things in order to move on. Um, And so this is going to be a true challenge for me, but um, word is bond. I'm saying it on my podcast to hold myself accountable. I'm going to make sure that I do this because I truly think that this is one of the things that's keeping me from leveling up into my greatness. And 2020, ugh. I'm sure I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. I just feel it in my spirit that this year is going to be so monumental. Um, And even when I turned 26, I believe that I've, I've always said this, even when I was a kid, I just always felt like 26 was going to be a really, really good year for me. I'm 25 right now. I won't be 26 until August. So I have some time to really clear out my love palace and sage my phone, sage and purge everything that no longer serves me and, and is helping um, to guide me toward that path of just um, healing, growth, happiness, love, everything that I want and deserve. And so I challenge all of you, if you're like me and you have um, hella text messages that you don't need or use anymore, phone numbers, voicemails even, purge all that shit. Let it all go. Um, only keep the things that are beneficial toward you and your growth um, and serve you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking the time out to um, hear what I have to say. It means so much. Make sure you're following me, subscribe, whatever the words are. Um, Please, please, please be kind to one another. And from the bottom of my heart, I love you. (sighs) Have a great day and be grateful.